Joey, Phoebe, Chandler, Monica, Ross, Rachel, to us that are phenomena. Here is our confession, for it's an obsession that never passed, so we made a podcast. I'm Adele. I'm Zoe. And this is Friends from A to Z. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Friends from A to Z, where the A, Adele, will discuss with the Z, the Zoe, <laughs> this latest episode of Friends. <laughs> well, that was very good. You should do that every time. <laughs> and when I say latest episode of Friends, it's still 23-odd years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that The latest one we are discussing. Yeah, yeah. And um, we are coming to you from lockdown once again. Yeah, we certainly are. So we are... Uh, a few miles away from each other but with the magic of technology we can continue to talk about friends and friends i would say has been quite the comfort oh very much so so uh, the 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 crystal clarity of this uh, recording isn't uh exactly what we might be used to because we are video conferencing but um some chat's better than no chat of course (laughs) who said that profound quote though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some chat better than no chat but what about <laughs> chat about a cat ah cat chat well, here's the cat, <laughs> chat. cat chat is even better than some chat <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what are we going to chat about the cat well we're going to talk about what we do like about the one with the cat what we don't like we're gonna mm-hmm. choose our favorite joke our favorite mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. and we're going to be trying to pull out if anything because you did say it, it's quite a few years old now whether anything looks a, either a little bit weird or something massively pioneering they were doing at the time that has now become commonplace in friends through a lens yes good um so should we start first of all then with the epidemic which is the episode in the form of a limerick. Adele, please. Okay. Phoebe finds the lost soul of her mom. Mom discovers Chip hasn't moved on. When Joey's attempt at a sale is more hashtag fail, it's not just his cabinet that's gone. <gasps> oh God, that's so good. <laughs> not just his cabinet that's gone, because indeed what happens when he gets out of the cabinet, everything's gone. They've been oh, around. that's really good. When Joey's attempt at a sale is more hashtag fail, so he is trying to sell it. God, that's very clever, Adele, because he is attempting a sale, and it's his attempt, isn't it? Because he's not um, he's not selling this cabinet very well, so he's attempting that, and then he fails because oh my god, he gets the entire apartment robbed. Oh. and she. We've got a line in there about the cat, which we will discuss. And then, of course, um, Monica uh, discovers Chip hasn't moved on. Yeah, that's really funny. That's really <laughs> funny. That's very concise one line for that entire Monica storyline. But hopefully evocative of... What I like to do with these, I like to think, if you couldn't remember which one the one with the cat was, yeah, you would read this and, you, and it would click enough that you would go, oh, yeah, and it would remind you of the the point of the storyline not just what yeah definitely awesome okay good right well let's talk about it in more detail then let's do some cat chat (laughs) it's the one with the cat okay so what is going on in this episode in more 
detail from IMDb first, Phoebe becomes convinced that the spirit of her dead mother is inside a cat. Chandler and Joey are robbed. Monica goes on a date with a guy from her high school. Okay. Factual. Factual. Netflix. Phoebe believes that the cat that jumped into her guitar case in Central Perk contains the spirit of her adoptive mom. <laughs> the end. That's it. <laughs> That's a shame because, I mean, I know it's the, I know it's the name of the title, but this episode is not done a good service by that being the only storyline that that you're kind of reminded of because the other two are much more fruitful aren't they yes and the fact that they've gone into so much detail about the cat that jumped into her guitar case in central perk no need i mean if you've got a word limit on your netflix recap you're not budgeting that particularly well and the choices <laughs> okay right what do people think then yeah so this is an interesting one um and I got I struggled actually with with where to yeah. put it in the ranking. So I'm, I might ask you first. Where is it for you in season four? Well, there is a very clear winning storyline, mediumish, quite good storyline, and pants storyline. <laughs> and so that does net out in the bottom half. And so I'm on a nineteenth position for this Ooh. episode. Okay, right. That is that is quite low. Yeah. So that's exactly why I struggled with it as well because. From memory, I thought, oh yeah, the cat one, that you know, that storyline is we'll I'm sure we'll come to it, but it is a, a bit annoying. But then I really laughed at the other stuff that was going on, so I struggled. So I ended up at 16th. So bottom half, but not quite as low. But IMDB, it's almost the worst episode of the whole season. So it, it's uh, averages 8.1 out of 10, which puts it in 22nd place, which is yeah, you know, you've only got a couple lower than that so um I, I feel like i don't quite agree with the imdb the, the the view of the people in the imdb rating I, ca I can't put it as low as 20 seconds but you know you're there at 19 so yeah and it's there there are some definite big laughs in this episode really good ones but the cat storyline just makes me go oh the whole time yeah i think that the cat storyline although i don't enjoy it very much I do think it raises quite an interesting question that I will put to you later. I don't, it's not enough to sort of change the overall uh, role of that storyline in making me laugh. But um, I do think when I reflected on it, I thought, okay, what is it there for? Why have they put it in? Uh, I actually thought there might be something interesting about it, but I'll ask you a bit about that later on. And I said last week that, that, that there was a bit of behind the, a bit of trivia about that why that cat storyline made it in. oh yeah and i confirmed to myself that i was correct in that and so i can tell you a little bit about that too. i'd like to have heard you confirming to yourself that you were correct i'm sure you i do it all day long <laughs> i'm sure you created some sort of like monica style little foil star or something to congratulate yourself um okay yeah so this is not ranked, not in ranking.coms it is not top 100 no it's not in the top 100 which feels quite the right call um the cold open then introduces one of the big storylines one of the successful storylines when Chandler rips his suit on Joey's entertainment center um that ripped that ripped real nice <laughs> <laughs> uh 
And it's good. I like, I particularly like, I know this is a funny storyline anyway, but I like that the entertainment center has endured as a, <laughs> a kind of meaningful prop because it obviously there was the whole thing when he made it, which was really funny anyway, but I like that they've had to carry that through and then they don't just, you don't just turn up one day and it's not there anymore. They actually make a thing out of them getting rid of it. Which is good. And it's good Chandler and Joey banter, isn't it? And it's plays to their best things where Joey's being a bit kind of, a little bit of a naive, just just naive, but in a very innocent way. Uh, and uh, Chandler's just being super sarcastic. You don't turn and slide, you swell it oh, out. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. The rhythm of that is so good, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, really good. I feel a bit sorry for the chicken and the duck. Who have Oh, I know. Awesome little hobby. A lens, Peter would not be liking that. Peter is in the animal thing, not oh, Peter Rabbit. Oh, I meant Pete Becker. I didn't mind the... Oh. <laughs> what, keeping them in that cupboard? In a cupboard with the door shut. Bit rough, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> yes, I suppose. I didn't really think about that. And Rachel does it later in the episode. She shuts the door on them again. So they are really in the cupboard with the door shut. It's a bit of a sad life for the chicken and the dog. I was just thinking they've got like awesome lights and stuff. It looks really good. <laughs> but they probably don't appreciate that. It does look like a cool little apartment in there. Tiny little apartment. They want to get rid of it then. Chandler's like, we're getting rid of this because it's in the way all the time. Um, and then they have this uh, advert. So Joey puts it in the paper. And I love phrases like, fine Italian craftsmanship. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, we like a bit of marketing, don't we, Zoe? So uh, it does a good job there of setting some expectations that may be disappointed. Uh, Geppetto, $5,000? Are you insane? He's selling it for $5,000. He's like, it cost me $300 for an ad, which is a little bit of a friend to lens, isn't it? Because no one is going to spend $300 these days on an ad to sell a unit. You put that for free on Facebook Marketplace or eBay. Do you have to pay for eBay? You probably have to pay a tiny little bit for eBay, but you're not spending $300 to advertise a unit these days, are you? In the US, you'd be on Craigslist, I think, wouldn't you? Um, I hadn't picked up on that, actually. That's a good point. Absolutely nobody would be putting ads in a newspaper for a cabinet. No way. No way. I like. Not for $300. No. I like that um, Joey's sort of trying to point out that the value exchange of $50 for that cabinet versus the price of the ad and so on. And he says to Chandler, and you call yourself an accountant? And Chandler's like, no. I like how they're sowing the seed here so that in the one with the embryos, it makes perfect sense why none of them can articulate Chandler's job. So I, I love that because it's funny anyway, but I just like that they're just plonking that little thing in and you'll remember it and it'll get triggered later. This is the beginnings of Transponster, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because Rachel actually says, um, he says, he called her inside the counter. He's like, no. And he's like, what do you do again? And he's like, does anyone know what I do? And Rachel actually says something like, it's got something to do with, um, and then she says another word. And I think that's numbers. Numbers. She says it's got something to do with numbers. And that's what she says in the quiz, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. Okay. That's good. Uh, they meet another Joey and Chandler, which is nice. He'd come round to look and try and swap a handmade canoe. <laughs> Although friends through a lens, they totally look a gay couple. <laughs> Do they? The ones that come round with the canoe, I think, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, totes. Because they're kind of 
bickering like a couple, aren't they? I told you I didn't want that canoe. Oh, okay. So you didn't touch it like that. I thought they were meant to be like a mirror image of Chandler and Joey. Oh, they are supposed to be. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah. They just seem a little really coupley uh, to me. But then I guess Joey and Chandler do a bit here as well. Yeah. They? They're bickering like an old married couple. So poor old Joey gets duped by a nasty, nasty man. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's a bit silly to tell him the story about getting locked in the cupboard, but you know, I, not beyond the realms of, of belief, I think. I think that would be, you might do that. You might say, oh, you know, look how big it is. I actually got in there and then my flatmate locked me in. Um, I'll take $5 off if I can't fit in it. You know, it is all part of the sales pitch, isn't it? And the guy's looking like, no, no, you couldn't get in there. And then he steals the boom box that's with friends to a lens. Yeah, that knows. would literally cost about a pound now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so um, that is a, a bit of a shame. It comes back to a totally empty apartment. And this is funny because, well, I think it's very nice that Chandler comes in and his first thought is, Joey, are you okay? Yeah. He's like, are you okay? He's like looking around, everything's been stolen. But his first thought is, are you all right? Yeah. You know, which I think is nice. Yeah, that is nice. This uh, scene contains my favourite joke of the episode. Me too. <laughs> it also contains my, oh no, my, my runner-up is a bit later on, so I think we might have the same one again, two episodes in a row. Okay. Um, so my favourite joke is when Joey says, if I run into that guy again, do you know what I'm going to do? And Chandler goes, bend over. Is that your favourite joke? That's so funny. But you just said he got in voluntarily. <laughs> I was trying to make a sale. <laughs> <laughs> is that also? Is it better in terms of? Oh God. Is it a bit rude? In what way would it not be rude? That you just sort of get a kick in the bum. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it probably works on both of those levels. Yeah, but I, I've only really considered one level. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's pretty, uh, pretty raunchy for friends. Then I, I, I don't have another level. <laughs> Was um, that your favourite joke then as well? Yes, that made me proper laugh out loud. Yeah. It's just so funny. And spoiler alert: Chandler is my favourite friend of this episode because he's just funny, funny, funny with this stuff. Like you know, there's more jokes in here about. Uh, yes, Joey has a very careful screening process. Process. Apparently not everyone is qualified to own wood and nails, you know? What is all this to say as well? You'll have to pardon my roommate. He wanted to marry this. Like, it's just joke, joke, joke. <laughs> I like one of his later on when um, Ross turns up and says, oh, what did the insurance company say? And Chandler goes, oh, they said, you don't have insurance here. Stop calling us. <laughs> just on fire Chandler oh I'm feeling like maybe I should have ranked the episode a bit higher because these are very funny this is funny funny stuff this is like friends really funny <laughs> I don't know how you feel about this you're gonna have to be clearer um yeah I know this is the thing like watch and it's not just this storyline either but watching it there are really genuinely memorable super funny lines and super funny moments um but I'll tell you my other problem is that even with that so many of the other episodes of this season are so good that it still mm. can't even make it into the top half, which is really saying. Yeah, they're on fire. The writers here with the funny, with the funny. So that is kind of that storyline, isn't it? And then at the end, um, they do take the canoe, and there's that ending scene where they're just sitting in the canoe, looking out, sort of thinking. Iconic 
shot that. So iconic, it was recreated by a certain Z and a certain A at Friends Fest a few years ago, wasn't it? We do have a picture of us in that canoe. Do you think it's that actual canoe? Probably not. No. Probably not. It's a shame, isn't it? It was hot that day, wasn't it? That doesn't sound as good, does it? We have a picture of us in a canoe. <laughs> in, in the but we are in field in, in London. <laughs> are, we, are we in Chana and Joey's apartment? Mm-mm. Maybe we should tweet this photo out. No, they didn't. They, they, had, they introduced Chana and Joey's apartment the, the next year when we were in right. Central Perk and Monica's apartment. And that was just in like... There was an extra bit that just had some stuff in it and, and the canoe was just there mm-hmm. and you could get in it yeah if you would like to see the picture of me and adele in the canoe you can tweet us if we get enough tweets we'll send we'll we'll, we'll tweet out that picture of us in the canoe how many is enough one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it can't be you <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man that's sad oh, goodness. Um, yeah so right. that is a great storyline and it, it sort of moves us on a bit because the entertainment center is gone and you have this again very memorable iconic period where they have no furniture or they have crap furniture so yeah and and, it, and for me in my head then i'm seeing kathy i'm seeing you know that whole storyline play out uh, right yeah I'm refilling that apartment. and the apartment switch you know the no furniture. brilliant brilliant um yeah good so the other before we get to the cat we'll do the cat last um there are some absolute classic moments in this storyline as well, where Monica has bumped into uh, not just somebody she went to school with, but indeed the person who nearly didn't show up to take Rachel to the prom in the one with the prom video, Chip Matthews. Chip Matthews. And uh, it opens with her, so Ross, I think Ross says, oh, Chip Matthews called for you. And I think he took the message. And Monica's super excited. And uh, I particularly like this because I like, and we, we like adolescent Monica, when she kind of slips back into that childish thing. Um, I really like that about her. And Rossi's like, oh my God, you're so lucky. He's like the most popular guy in school. And she's like, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. An iconic, I know. Uh, is that our first, I know? Um, I don't believe it is. I'm pretty sure there is one in season two because I remember writing in my notes at the time. I think that's the first I know. She does it later in the episode as well. She does it twice. We get two I knows in this episode. Does she? Yeah, she does it when um, look, jumping right ahead to the end. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll come to that. Maybe oh. uh, as we go. Through, but otherwise, I'm just jumping through the entire storyline. Anyway, right, so um, Ross is uh, like, yeah, you're so lucky, you're most popular guy, it's cool. And then this is such a burn. What Ross does to Rachel here is so funny. But she sort of, she plays, you call it a burn, but she plays with fire, doesn't she? Because she puts two and two together, comes up with five, she sees the message and goes, oh, look at, would you look at that? Chip Matthews called. I guess he sensed I was ready to have sex with another man. And then she, on, just on a plate to Ross, who's like, you think you're going to humiliate me with that? You wait. It's, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And they're having to do this. Ross and Rachel break up now. It's more of a comedy kind of them biting each other, funny moments, because we can't go through the heartache again. We can't go through the ski trip again. Um, 
no. so now they're just um they're doing it in a in a funny way and I just, you know we're okay with that I think I love that she goes oh I've got a some sort of report to read it's eight pages I hope I don't fall asleep and Ross goes why did you write it <laughs> exactly it's just burn 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 yeah yeah and the yeah. fact that the, so, the audience are in on this is genius yeah. thing isn't it when he's when she's like are you sure you want to hear this and he's like Oh, he's like, why don't you give him a call? Rips the bit of paper off the pad. Oh, that's right. He called to ask out Monica. Oh, that's got to be embarrassing. <laughs> and it's where he just like comes right into her eye line. God, he's so funny, isn't he? They're so good. So this way, friends, has just endured for so long. Like David Schwimmer just lands that as Ross, doesn't he? It's so funny. And she perfectly, at the same time, is getting the same information from Chip on the other end. And just closes <laughs> her eyes, like just wants round to swallow her up. Oh, so good, so good. The only thing I did spot something here. Mm-hmm. You know, so Rachel's looking at the piece of paper and she says to Chip, "Oh, you did. You left me a message. My roommate wrote it down. Now Ross wrote that message down because he gave the message to Monica. Would Rachel not recognise that that wasn't Monica's handwriting?" Maybe his brother and sister, they have very similar handwriting. Ross would have written her a lot of cards and love notes and things, though, wouldn't he, when they were going out? Or maybe just in the moment where she's like, oh, here's an opportunity to uh, to show Ross that, you know, I can get guys. She just looked at it very quickly. I don't know. She would have just assumed, I, I suppose, without really thinking about it. Yeah. It would be yeah. Um, yeah, so good, so good. What do you, What do you think about this then? So... That really funny thing happens. And then Rachel sort of confronts Monica a little bit because she's quite upset about this because Chip, of course, was not the nicest prom date. When were you going to tell me you were going out with Chip Matthews uh, now? Now? I'm telling now, you now. Yeah. And it is a very interesting thing, this, isn't it? Because Monica says, look, you and I went to different high schools. So do you buy... I don't... Like, they, it just kind of emphasises the point here, doesn't it? Would Rachel really have been best friends with Monica? Oh, I didn't know you were going with there with that question. <sighs> I mean, it's sort of, yeah, it sort of opens up a bit of a box you don't really want to look in around some of the inconsistencies about their history, doesn't it? Because on the one hand, you get the sense that their parents were really good friends because they talk about holidaying together and things like that. The parents sometimes refer to times in the past where they were away together. Rachel knows Dr. Richard Burke. So there's this whole, he kissed her on the knee when she fell off her back. You know, there's this whole sort of connection. But then on the other hand, they were, Monica sort of looked at Rachel from afar at high school as like one of the popular kids so yeah I don't know maybe it was one of those things where they weren't friends in public if you know what I mean like maybe they <laughs> but you <and> yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so cool I don't really want people to know I'm <laughs> but I'm maybe maybe it was that at Christmas or holidays or whatever they did get on super well but maybe in at school maybe they were a bit more shy about that i don't know what what do you think yeah i'm just thinking if rachel really was this popular super popular prom queen type thing and monica was this like geeky chubby like oh okay i'm i, I think you're right i think it would be more like a behind the scene you know maybe you know family friend thing rather than a 
like can you imagine you know in the high school cafeteria is Rachel really going to be sitting with Monica and I don't know just doesn't really scan does it that's a really really good question and I don't know why that has literally never occurred to me before <laughs> I think it's when she was saying you know like oh we used to make that for the mascot or like um uh the home ec class had to make Monica a special um was it band uniform yeah. I think and he says uh Rachel's like oh my god they told us that was for the mascot um yeah it's got some inconsistencies this isn't it and also you know Rachel didn't go to her wedding uh Monica didn't go wasn't invited to Rachel's wedding but then the first person she goes running off to is Monica uh you know it's all the inconsistent isn't it but Anyway, it, it is what it is. They were best friends in school. Um, and uh, we're taking the piss out of Fat Monica again here, aren't we? We're laughing at her. We are. And, and I, I wondered what you thought about this. I went around the houses a bit because when I first, I'd forgotten that line where she says, she says something like, the, I owe it to the fat girl inside me. I, I never let her eat or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I felt a bit upset. By that verse because I, I thought it sort of it basically said okay if you're overweight then it makes total sense that you would never have had a shot with any kind of good-looking guy at school which felt really really uncomfortable and then I sort of thought what is true about any particularly in I would say in, in the US and in the UK is if you're out of the ordinary in any kind of way in a school be that physically or in your attitudes or whatever it might be your background your wealth you know whatever those things are it does put you at a sort of disadvantage and that's that's the undercurrent of this whole storyline i really like that there's this sort of popular mainstream thing that goes on in school and anything other to that gets sort of picked on and pointed at and then i thought maybe it's just that that was the thing that made Monica a bit that that was the thing people picked on her for or that they got I don't know I sort of thought maybe maybe they're not being as shallow as to say well she was fat so of course she would never have gone out with the the nice guy from school I don't know what did you think about it I know it's a bit it's a bit uncomfortable isn't it really but it's but then it kind of makes sense doesn't it like in in those kind of 80s high school a Chip Matthews isn't going to go out with Monica. But then we, we do see Monica. It's not that she's just fat Monica. She is super, like, giggly, isn't she? And geeky and kind of... So maybe it's all that personality. It's not like she is owning it and being um, cool with it. You know, she is she is a little geek. So maybe it's more that kind of thing rather than just laughing at her. That's where I wish they they pulled back from that a bit. And, and then maybe they did it for the joke. The, I owe this to the fat girl because I never let her eat. Maybe they did it for that. But if they'd have made that slightly different, which is what she's really saying is the kind of girl I was classified as at school, Chip would never have gone out with. Partly her weight was to do with that. But yeah, a lot of it would have been, she was totally, I mean, look at Ross as a teenager, you know, they were like not cool kids, were they? And that was probably mm. more of the issue. If they could have made it a bit more like that, because I also didn't like that it basically said, your physical appearance is a massive amount of your self-worth in the world. So she's kind of implying that if she was still overweight now, she wouldn't expect Chip Matthews to look twice at her. It's the fact that oh, she's thin. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She lost the weight. Now she's suddenly acceptable to him. Yeah, totally. And, you know, Ross isn't overweight as a teenager, but he can't get Rachel because she's cool and he's not. 
So Chip Matthews is cool and Monica's not. That's kind of one thing, isn't it? But yeah, they kind of put the weight thing on it. I thought it was a bit of a friends through a lens as well that I never let her eat. I'm not sure you'd get that kind of language in today's television. I think that might be a bit triggering of eating disorders for some people. Like I never let her eat, you know, just sound like I am starving myself. Didn't Courtney Cox, didn't she have a little flirtation with some eating disorder? I don't know. I think during these times, like sometimes she's so skinny, isn't she? And some, the one I'm particularly thinking of is where she trains Chandler um, she takes him running and stuff and she's doing like she's doing the warm-up leg like lunges and stuff <laughs> so much I run the the, the leg warnings um, and she's like st- like stretching her legs and they're like pins mm. they're so skinny her legs yeah so I never let her eat might be a little bit like yeah do you think it's says yeah. something about the time as well do you think we've moved on a bit from because I'm now just wondering whether that equation of thin equals attractive and not thin equals unattractive i feel like we've moved on from that quite significantly although ha- you don't see a lot of other representations of body shapes in you know particularly in female uh, successful actresses and stuff but i just wonder whether at the time people thought about that less they just thought yeah you know if you were the fat kid at school then you weren't going to get anything whereas maybe that's a good thing that that feels so shocking to us now because that i think so yeah uh, because it's quite controversial, isn't it? Fat Monica. People do talk about it now, like it is a bit mean, isn't yeah. it? But somehow it's still a bit funny. Oh. So Chip comes around and says, "How are you doing, Rachel?" And she says, "I'm great. I'm great. I've got a great job at Bloomingdale's. I've got wonderful friends. Even though I'm not seeing anyone right now, I've never felt better about myself." <laughs> no, and that wasn't pre-prepared at all for her to say. No, I know, I know. I also like it. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> When he knocks on the door. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She'll be out in a second. <laughs> She'll be out in a second. <laughs> what do you think about this then? So she gets to go out with this, what you know, this kind of dream guy, Chip. She gets a lipper from Chipper. And she discovers um, that he's kind of effectively not changed a bit. What do you think about this storyline, what they do with that, how it results? Yeah, I think that's quite funny. And I think they do it in just about a believable enough way that when he still works at the movie theatre, oh, like I give up that job, free popcorn and candy anytime I want. I gave free posters for your room. Like, I think, you know, it does happen. And they're only 28 at this stage, aren't they? It's not like he's 40. Yeah. And so it's kind of believable at 28, he would still be living with his parents, etc. You're right. And, and that was the mistake I initially made, actually. I was thinking to myself, mm, is this too, stretching it too far? But yeah, they're late 20s. So it's, it's very, very possible. I really like the insight here that the people who are cool at school, in my mind anyway, they kind of learn a way of interacting with the world that might not suit them that well once they're outside of that bubble like that sort of popularity it can be you can envy that at school but actually it's not necessarily that easy to adjust from as you get older and actually if you're on the fringes a bit more you kind of have to figure out how to cope with that don't you and how to how to yeah yeah I think it's got quite a deep message this storyline even though it's it's amusingly done The the bit that really breaks my heart is um when he says he he bumped into someone and he gave him a wedgie and she's like isn't he an architect now yeah yeah you're like geez come on you know we're not at school it's yeah. really sad yeah but it's okay because not only did i get to go out with chip matthews i got to dump 
Chip Matthews. So good. Monica wins in the end. I like when she comes in from the date that Rachel has got over this. And she's like, how was the date? And she's genuinely like, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't what you wanted it to be. I think that was really nice. Good friend. Female friendship comes to the end. And they're saying this in the empty apartment, which brings it back to that. You've got the empty apartment because it's empty from having been robbed. You've got them being there. And then you've got this cat in there as well. And I think possibly less said about the cat. <laughs> the better. Why does this? Why does this not work? Why is this so rubbish? <laughs> I just don't think it's very funny. I don't think the concept is particularly funny. Um, I don't think it does Phoebe any favours as a character because she, I know she's floopy, but she's not delusional and she verges into that here, which I don't quite like. And, it, and in a way, it's the beginnings of sometimes they caricature Phoebe. And they do the same with Joey, I, I think, as well. Whereas the other, the other four characters feel a bit more layered. Phoebe and Joey tend to get more and more characterised into he's basically stupid and she's like a hippy-dippy, you know, crazy, floopy person. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't quite figure out what the point of it was. So this episode is dedicated to Marta Kaufman's mother. So Marta Kaufman being one of the three people who created Friends and writes a lot of the episodes. Yes. And she came up with this storyline and there are writers now saying we knew it wasn't very good at the time but because she just lost her mother and it was about kind of being connected to your mother still kind of spiritually no one really had the guts to say this doesn't work this isn't funny so they just did it and it's a bit of a regret now that it wasn't a very good storyline there's probably a learning in there isn't there around letting those things get the better of you um Really yeah. sticking to what's good yeah i mean and this is the thing right i'm now also wondering i had a bit of a theory that marta kaufman was probably all, all three of those actually were probably quite big hippies um in the 60s and 70s just because of how passionate they were about raising social issues as part of friends and they do normalise stuff like they mention, you know, all these characters have smoked pot and things like that, which they kind of bring in, which again at the time would have been a little bit controversial. So, and now I'm actually wondering whether Phoebe, Marta Kaufman is a bit of Phoebe. Do you know, like whether that character is a Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it, yeah, it's not that funny. It's a bit, all the things you just said, doesn't really land. But... No, it doesn't. And, 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 so what I'm about to say doesn't make up for any of that. It doesn't make it funny. But it does raise quite an interesting question, I think, about the concept of faith or belief. Because you, you effectively get the two schools of thought here, which is Ross as the rationalist saying, not only is it unlikely, but there's zero evidence, if you want to put it that way, that this cat contains the soul. of the, And in fact, there's evidence to the contrary, because the cat has a name and it actually lives and it's been lost and all this kind of stuff. And so he's very firm and he's probably harsher than you might want to be, but he's very firm in saying, look, you've just got to deal with this. There's this little girl who's lost her cat and you're just kind of, you know, projecting your feelings onto it. And then Phoebe saying, look, what matters is that I believe it's in the cat. And yeah. That brings me comfort 
then that trumps everything else. Like that's the thing that matters and you should just be supportive of that. And I just found it really interesting because it's- Even if I'm wrong, who cares? Just be a friend, okay? Be supportive. Yeah, so I, and on the one hand, I think, so in, in this fictional world, I would have had the Ross point of view, me personally. And I can be probably a little bit too cold and harsh with people who might have the Phoebe point of view. And then I do feel a bit bad because I think actually the point is it's, you know, whatever gets you through, right? So if you want to believe that this cat brings you comfort, then that's your way of bringing comfort. That's good. But it, I think it's actually very relevant to contemporary times because Phoebe is effectively fake news. <laughs> She's believing fake news. She's, she doesn't care about the facts. And that's when it tips over into dangerous world that you go, I don't care about all of that evidence. I believe this to be true. And therefore that's, that is equal to all of your facts. Um, so I actually thought on reflection, it was quite an interesting sort of allegory of, <laughs> of our current situation where people believe they have the right to take action based on something that is of no rational basis. It's happening right now across the world with the pandemic. So uh, from a cat all the way to, to COVID-19. But so I thought, you know, it sort of did have some of that in it, but it's still not funny. But that is a strong analysis and a very good one for today's topical climate. I quite like that Rachel sort of gets her own back on Ross a bit here, the where she, where she goes, she's like, you could... Uh, Say you're sorry to her mom. <laughs> like a little sneaky uh, burn for Ross there. That cat. So obviously they put like honey or something on top of the cabinet to keep it up there because it's like licking. Yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely have. Um, so that doesn't contain our favourite joke. Our favourite joke of the episode was bend over, bend over. Who's favourite friend? It was Monica. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I just liked that she did go on the date, but I liked it even better that her life, and it's a bit like when she first meets Rachel again, isn't it, for the first time? She's actually got her, her life sorted. She has independence. She ha she's built her own personality. She's got this, it's, I mean, it's not like a really massively successful life necessarily yet, but she's carved a place in the world out for her. And so she sees what she used to aspire to and think was really cool. And she's able to look at that from an outside perspective. So mm -hmm, I liked mm -hmm. that about her. Um, and a little yeah. friend to a lens that uh, a bit like your, you wouldn't advertise an entertainment centre in a newspaper. You wouldn't stick a lost cat poster probably on a lamppost now. This all seems to happen on Facebook or it does where I live. True, true. I do still see them occasionally, but yeah, more so Facebook. Yeah. Yeah okay it's a funny one though, isn't it it's funny because there are definitely iconic moments um but it has been slightly affected by the appearance of a cat yeah well there were some very funny moments that cat storyline not so good but next week we shall move on from the cat into the cuffs the cuffs the one with the cuffs so do join us then you can tweet us you can uh find us on facebook um you can subscribe and get a little on the bing alert when the uh, next one comes through and if you'd like to see that picture of the canoe let us know <laughs> <laughs> that i mean the the tweets are gonna be piling in it's gonna be trending Del <laughs> yeah, zoe canoe canoe is gonna be trending but people are like why <laughs> <laughs> oh i hope so that would be, that would be nice that would be a nice way to uh to return back to friends from a to z land get trending on Twitter.
All right. See you then. then. See you, pals. <laughs> see you, pals. Bye. That's our podcast. Thanks for listening to the end. Friends from A to Z, we hope that you come back again. We've got a confession and you share our obsession too.